Hello, everybody. Here, Coach, Coach Juan uh, with another episode of the podcast Certification and Wellbeing. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, hopefully, today, today is going to be uh, an interesting topic. Uh, I would say that more than me expressing my views on something is more of a descriptive, descriptive, I'm sorry, uh, type of episode in which I'm going to talk about uh, well, theories and, and and their theorists and, and philosophies and methods and whatnot and what thing and, and definitions. Um, as I always start my episodes, um, I want to thank you for listening and uh, um, for participating if you're sharing this with your friends and family. Uh, so far, it has been 992 total plays of the podcast since I started. That's all of the episodes together, which is uh, awesome. That means that I have somehow reached uh, uh, that amount of people or, or, or somewhere near that. And I am really grateful for that. For that. Um, so keep listening. Uh, participate. Uh, participate by sharing this with your friends and family. And as I've said before, you know, even sit uh, with your friends, family, or colleagues and talk about the, the topics that I talk in the podcast and discuss them. Uh, and even though I don't know if you are really doing it or not, uh, that part of the, the idea of this podcast is, is that for information to be shared and spread it around and discussed and, um, yeah, share. So keep participating. Uh, another reason, uh, way to participate is, uh, as I'm always putting my email and contact information in, uh, in the description of the episodes, uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have anything that you want to say about episodes of a podcast or the podcast, uh, shoot me an email and and uh, tell me tell me tell me what you think. Okay. Um, another thing is uh, if you appreciate this podcast uh, and if you if you feel like it's of value to you, I will accept any uh, donation that you can add. Uh, again, uh, as I've mentioned before, and I, I feel like it is important for me to every time I ask for a donation, at least explain why, right? And it's because of uh, access for research that I can share in the podcast, for research that I that I uh, I'm looking forward to to sort of include in my book that I'm writing uh well in my book uh and and as I mentioned last week you know uh I I had the opportunity and I have the opportunity to to activate a a sponsorship program uh in the anchor uh .fm uh program which is what I'm using for uh for recording this podcast however I feel like I I when there is someone, you know, I would say uh, sponsoring, then I feel like I'll be somewhat restricted of uh, mentioning certain things or sharing certain information that might not go uh, or might not agree with whatever they believe. And they, you know, like it's been happening. I heard that Patreon now is an in, in issue, uh, have have issues and many, many uh Patrons or, or, or uh, people on Patreon are just closing their sites. 
I will check the, the I, I do have a Patreon uh, and I will just check what's going on and then, then decide. And I think it's because of issues of not, you know, uh, people are being, uh, so I will say somewhat attacked just for sharing certain information or for saying certain words that are somehow uh, not accepted. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I think that when in, information should be shared and not restricted uh, regardless. And I mean, I think that sometimes we just need to accept the reality that some people are going to say some things and we just to a certain, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't to a certain extent, you know, suck it up and just keep uh, moving versus trying to control whatever it is that everybody out there have to say. Uh, so anyways, I'll check what's going on and perhaps in the next episode, I'll mention it in here and, uh, and let you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever spur change. So I was looking at the, uh, at the donation feature, uh, of, of the anchor.fm and I have to correct myself because I did mention, excuse me, that I did mention that it was uh, sort of like a, a, a PayPal thing in which you would just donate. But no, uh, I, and it's just it was a, re- a responsibility of mine uh, not doing that. So I have to uh, well apologize and, and correct myself. It, it has three different options for donation. One is 99 cents a month. Uh, the other option is $4.99 a month, and I think the other one is $13.99. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go in my cell phone to, to my profile here. and uh, And check out, well, so, but yeah, you have these th- uh, three different options, but hey, uh, I mean, again... You got one that is 99 cents. Uh, you won't even notice uh, every month. Uh, and again, that'll help me get access to research, to books, or to people that I need to reach out to that I might need to like travel either by driving or flying or whatnot. And well, that doesn't come out cheap. Uh, but anyways, I mean, if you appreciate the podcast and the information I'm, I'm sharing, I'm trying to share and the message that I'm trying to share, and if it's of value to you, then uh, it will be it, it will help uh, tremendously. Okay, um, I wanted to ask, uh, like as uh, I've been mentioning a few times, leave me a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would be freaking awesome, and I will appreciate it. I will. That'll tell me uh, uh, or let me know, you know, what you think about my podcast, what you think about me, uh, and and just give me some sort of information. Not necessarily uh, uh, will mean that I will stop being me or podcasting what I podcast, but if, if there is certain things that I that are that I perhaps can change or can modify or can add up to the podcast, then of course I will I will do that. Um, and another thing I wanted to ask is for you to tell me about you. Like not necessarily if you uh, I've been asking for people to have conversations, like if you're a psychologist or a teacher or or a, a, a sports coach or physical educator or whatnot. But there is this feature in Anchor, uh, in the Anchor app, uh, and I will, I will put the link in the description, but I'll explain it. So there is this feature when you go to my podcast in the Anchor app, 
that says right by the picture of, or the sort of like the 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 icon of a, of the of my podcast you have uh two options there to to or two buttons to click you have one that said favorites that would be uh, awesome if you add me as one of your favorites and that way you will also be notified when uh, when I have uh, new episodes. And uh, the other option is message. Um, and that will give you the opportunity or give you the capacity to, to sort of record a, a voice message of sorts and send it to me. And well, tell me about you uh, through that. Send me a message. Let me know. I mean, who you are. What is it that you do? Where you're listening from? I would like. I, w- I would really like to know about the people who are listening to the podcast. And again, uh, in here through this method, you can uh, again tell me who you are, what you do, if you like the podcast, what do you like about it, or what you think I should be discussing about it. What have been your favorite episodes and whatnot. Um, so far, I think, uh, according to to the analytics, uh, the episodes that have been played the most are the most are the ones in which I discuss things like theories and and methods and and, and research and things like that more than the ones I am just somewhat you know like sort of talking crap and, and expressing my opinions. So I will be moving in that direction now a little more. Um, you know, and if through that, of course, I'm not necessarily that I'm, I will not be sharing my opinion, but I will dedicate most of the energy uh, in the podcast to share information and research and books and in papers that I've been reading. Um, however, those do take a little more time for me to process and read, right? There is something, things that I do know because I went uh, of, of what I've been studying in university and experience, but there is but there's things that I don't know much about that I need to sort of like read and process and 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 put together in sort of a, a, a semi-script for me to share with you. So perhaps if I'm going into in that direction of uh, sharing more research and papers and 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 facts and uh, more of my factual information more than just philosophy and, and my opinion, uh, I may be then start. Uh, are starting to post every two weeks instead of every week. So that way I have, you know, that time to process the information. Uh, because again, I don't, I don't make a living out of podcasting and uh, I do have clients and I do have other things that I study that I need to get some certifications and, 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 and credentials. And will that take time? So, but I, I will decide more on that uh and perhaps now in January, then and, and to next year, to the next year, then I will start doing that like every two weeks instead of every week. But then the information will be again more based on research papers and on on, on information and on methods and on uh, uh, people that have been uh, researching and whatnot. Okay, and, and in fact, today's episode is about that. So, anyways, go to go to anchor.fm. You can go online at literally anchor.fm. It's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. And you search for my podcast there. And I think you will have also there the option of donating or the option of uh, adding me as your favorite, as one of your favorite podcasts and also to send me a message. You can also download the app. <laughs> this is some, some somewhat an advertisement uh, 
or an, an ad to Anchor. I do like it a lot. It's like very easy and intuitive. So if you don't podcast and you have been thinking about it, I, I would totally recommend Anchor. I think if they uh, if they ask me for for uh, f- <laughs> for sponsoring, I would I would consider doing that. So, anyways, uh, you go to uh, whatever Play Store or, or App Store you have, either Apple or An- or Android, and find Anchor podcast is again a-n-c-h-o-r and you download that you create a profile or whatnot or you can just find there's an option that says listen and you will go there and you can find just different podcasts that you can listen to but you find my podcast edification and well-being and add me as one of your favorite and there in my profile page uh in my podcast page you will also have the option of recording the uh the message and then sending it to me so again, tell me about you. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you do. What do you love? Tell me, do you love food? I mean, I'm a foodie and I was a chef, so we can talk about food. Uh, and through there, you can also let me know uh, uh, through a message that you, if you are interested in in uh, uh, having a conversation uh, with me on the podcast. And the funny thing or the awesome thing about this is that we can connect you know, from app to app no matter where you are, and we can just record that conversation right there. So do that, all right? Okay, so enough introduction, and I will go quickly to what I've been doing lately. I think last episode I didn't do it, but uh, what I've been calling a cosmic perspective, but this time it will be a cosmic perspective's last question. Um, And today I'm talking about consciousness. And again, uh, more from a research perspective and more from... uh, 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 theoretical pers- perspective more than, again, uh, philosophical one. Uh, so this is my cosmic perspective perspective or questions, right? Um, are we always conscious? Even when we sleep, are we conscious? What does it mean to lose consciousness? Can we exercise, or, or I'm sorry, can exercise affect consciousness? And if, if so, then how? Is consciousness affected by political, social, cultural factors, environmental factors, or is it independent uh, uh, from all these things? Is it a, a very human thing? Is consciousness only human, or is it something that all living creatures have? Uh, I was uh, having a conversation with my stepson, uh, who's 17, a while ago. He was complaining about something. And uh, I mentioned to him that if if we as humans were conscious about or understood and realize and aware that we humans are not the only species in this world uh, that suffers, that struggle, that work hard, and that go through injustice, we as humans will be better as individuals and as a collective and as a species in general. Uh and I think that that point of view uh, developed, to my opinion, ha- being able to do that, to understand that we're not one, the only species in this world, and that we are not necessarily superior to any other species, and perhaps that we are not the only conscious uh, organism. It's just simple that other species or organism uh, are conscious at their level, at their own individual level according to their their reality or how they perceive they perceive reality then we would understand things a little better and that is something that i have been working on myself 
uh, a lot, and this is more from the from the uh, uh, psychological perspective or from the cognitive perspective. Um, but I've been then reading about consciousness, and and I was I've been also asking myself if it is something just psychological or is it physical? And then that physical brings it to psychological. So that's my my questions. Those these are my questions or or, or, or cosmic perspective combination of, uh, and question. Um, and without further ado, let's uh, begin with uh, the episode. All right. All right. Welcome back. So starting with the episode of consciousness. Um, first, I want to start with a definition that I have uh, that I found on the. Uh, at Google, and then from there, I'm just going to keep building up to it and sharing information about some people that are that study this. And uh, one is a physicist uh, and a philosopher. Another has been uh, a recognized psychologist, uh, I think, in the 19th century, and and so on. And then we'll just keep building up. And again, maybe at some point, I'll, not not maybe at some point, I will just come in and 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 see or try to explain how this applies to to education and to physical education and to fitness and a little bit of my experience, okay? So consciousness is defined as a state, uh, I would say a, a state of being awake and aware of what is happening around you, right? Uh, and of having a sense of self, okay? And this sense of self is very important. Uh, psychologists, I remember in in, uh, in university when I, t when I was taking... Uh, Developmental psychology, uh, we discussed uh, the work of Carl Rogers, and he was all about the self. Okay, so the sense of self basically is uh, defining us ideas about the type of person you are, like one is. Uh, that's that's the sense of self. I think everybody then, uh, based on that, is at a, at a certain sense of self. There's there is no such thing as nobody having a sense of self, okay? Uh, and this sense of self has various forms that altogether determine it, okay? Um, and, and according to Carl Rogers, these things or components, I would say, uh, of the self, then is, again, what determines the, the, the whole sense of self. And the first one is self-worth or self-esteem, right? Or what we think about ourselves. And how we think about ourselves, uh, you know, the the, I, the value that we give or the meaning that we give to ourselves as individuals. Am I worth it? Am, am I not? Uh, can I do this? Can I not? Uh, am, am I accepted? Am I not? And things like that. Um, and then there is self-image. Self-image, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's how we see ourselves. Uh, and it is includes... Uh, According to Rogers, Carl Rogers, then self-image includes the influence of our body image. All right. Do I like and accept my body or not as it is? Uh, and then the inner personality. Do I like who I am? Uh, and then there is the ideal self. And according to Rogers, the ideal self is the person who we want to be or who we would like to be in the future. What is it? that we want to accomplish or, or who do we have to become or who do we want to become in the future 
for X or Y reason, right? And it consists of, you know, goals and ambitions in life. And uh, according to Rogers, this is a, a dynamic thing, you know, it changes with experiences and age. Uh, and that's why we change opinions all the time or of, of, of what we want to be. As an example, you know, uh, well, Rogers used to say that our sense of self uh, changes depending on how other evaluate us. And well, again, for, for me, it's not just that, that it also depends on our cognition, right? At the level of cognition we are at, at a certain moment in our life and how we see the world. But, uh, but indeed it's ever changing, right? When I was a kid, for example, I wanted to be an architect and then I wanted to be a police officer and then I wanted to be uh, chef. I, I did end up becoming a chef. Um, and But it's always changing, right? And in fact, I did want to become an architect and I, was, and I applied to university uh, for architecture uh, school in the University of Puerto Rico and I wasn't accepted. So I changed to the Inter-American Uni- University of Puerto Rico to go there, uh, sort of like raise my GPA, whatever it is that what need, that was needed. And then I was going to change and transfer to the University of Puerto Rico. However, I entered into the, uh, I entered a program of physical education and I fell in love with it. Um, I, I did like the, the uh, physical education, uh, the class. And, and I've mentioned this uh, in this podcast before. In 12th grade, I just literally fell in love with physical education and I already went to the gym and all those things, but I didn't see me as a physical educator up until I went to physical education school. So my sense or my ideal self changed, right? Or the idea of my ideal self changed when I entered physical education school in the Inter-American University of Puerto Rico. Um and even it has been changing. I am a physical educator, but from being a teacher at a school, I changed to, I started seeing myself more as a, as, as an independent physical educator, which is what I'm doing uh, now. Uh, and, you know, with experiences and with new knowledges and the things, uh, and, of, and also, yes, how others evaluate us, like the opinions of others do affect and how we sort of like want ourselves to be in the future okay so indeed it was just uh, this is was just me explaining a little bit or, or, or adding up a little bit on, on on this component of self and uh what rogers meant with the ideal self okay um rogers also believed that everybody can accomplish their goals only after self-actualization took place, okay? Uh, And self-actualization was the main motive, uh, according to Rogers, uh, is the main motive for the organism and that it occurred only when the individual's ideal self came to be, okay? So to be self-actualized is to, according to Rogers, to fulfill one's potential and achieve the highest level of human uh, beingness, he used to say that we can. So if you have an idea of yourself that it is, okay, this is going to be me at my maximum, at my maximum potential, at my apex, at, at, at the top of the mountain, so to speak, 
then being able to become that, then it would be, again, the highest level of human beingness that we can. Uh, and in a sense, then, we can think of self-actualization as that full awakening, uh, or, or like I said, the apex uh, of, of consciousness, if, if that really exists. Um, because in order for you, again, to go through these components of self-worth and self-esteem and just uh, self-worth, self-image and ideal self and bring them to, to a level or to a point in which they work for us, individual, excuse me, and as a, correct, as a collective, then con consciousness needs to be elevated. Consciousness, our level of consciousness needs to be much more than what we barely see with the eye, all right? And I will, I will dig deeper, however, a little bit, uh, a, a little later on in the episode, okay? Now, however, for that to happen, again, uh, for that to happen, for us to be self-actualized, consciousness needs to be at a certain level, I, this is my understanding, right? And it needs to take place. And we need to be conscious about, or not just what exists in the world, right? And what surrounds us, but about our actions, about other people's actions, about the environment and society, and not just actions per se in ourselves, but at our cognitive level, about our cognitive level. How much do I know? How much more do I need to know to be at that self-realization or self-actualization uh, uh, point? What it is that I have to learn, not, not, not necessarily in information, but in skills, physical skills, uh, uh, whether it is gross motor skills or fine motor skills and whatnot, how uh, physically apt do I have to be? How socially, intellectually, cognitive, spiritually apt do I have to be in order to be self-actualized? Uh so again, we need to be conscious about actions and, and other people's actions too and about the environment and society. Uh, but I think most importantly, to my understanding, we need to be... We need to, uh, uh, I would say, be conscious. I don't know, this will sound repetitive, but be conscious about what to be conscious means. And about, uh, you know, a realistic, down-to-earth, mundane, practical definition of what it is to be human based on what we want to believe. Uh, uh, you know, and on, one uh, and on what and on what things are uh, in reality. And not based on, on uh I would say, you know, pseudoscience uh, theories of like the universe is talking to us and, you know, the universe has a plan and is constantly testing us and it wants us to be here and there uh, and that our souls are coming out of our bodies and communicating with the eternal and whatnot. Um, because if, if, if we want to really understand something, yes, we have to sort of like Again, be conscious about it, and we have we want to believe in that, and we have we want to believe that that can help us. But when we bring it to a level of, I would say, uh, woo, then it's not it, it it will start coming out of our control uh, or getting out of our uh, 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 grasps. 
that uh, I think that we need to understand that consciousness, consciousness, I'm sorry, is a, is a physical thing. It's something that we do experience in our bodies. Uh, and that what it is considered to be the spiritual uh, or the soul, which is, you know, our self-faith and, and our happiness and all of these things are part of our body, are part of a physical, and we do experience them physically. Okay, it is not some mystical energy that comes from another dimension in the universe. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying this to to sort of insult anybody, but I under I think that that's that's how it works. You know, uh, again, no woo effects. These are things that that we literally experience in our body, and that that so somehow or some way can be measured. Okay, uh, and that this consciousness occurs in our body and it is affected by or created not just in our brains but by every sense that we possess, you know, such as is the concept, such as I discussed in, in, in previous episodes, the concept of embodied cognition, you know, cognition is not just something that happens in the brain, it is a, a, something that happens in the whole body. And I believe that consciousness is something that happens in the whole body. So I would, I could say that it is, uh, embodied consciousness, uh, and that in fact cognition leads to higher consciousness. Consciousness, come on, what's wrong with me? And that the higher cognition we have in every of its form—physical cognition, social cognition, spiritual cognition, motor cognition, and whatnot—and all of these different versions—then the higher consciousness or our level of consciousness uh, is. Uh, From what I read, there is no actual knowledge of where in the brain uh, or where in the body consciousness occurs. However, there are speculations, right, that it happens in different parts of the brain simultaneously. And that these parts working together uh, is, is where awareness resides, okay? And awareness it could be uh, defined as the knowledge or perception of a situation or fact uh, or a concern about a well-informed interest in a particular situation or development, okay? Uh, so I see something and under, let's say I see something that I've never, uh, uh, as, as, a, as a foodie, for example, as a chef, something that I have never cooked with. Let's just say you give me, you give me what, it, what have I never cooked with? I've never cooked with uh, uh, sea urchin. I've eaten sea urchin, and I'm aware of how it feels, and I'm aware of the flavor, and I am aware of, of how it is mostly served in restaurants, but I am not aware of how I should handle it uh, to be able to prepare a, a good dish. So that concern about me getting informed on how to deal with with a sea urchin and how to prepare it and how to treat it and whatnot then will develop awareness on, on that aspect okay there, there are many studies and theories that try to explain consciousness and one of these theories is by sir roger penrose i I came to know about this person because I listened to him in Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. Uh, 
and they were talking about consciousness and and he's a physicist and he's a, a mathematician i think uh, very interesting person very interesting to listen to uh, but he does a, a research in uh, in consciousness too or and it has uh, he have proposed different ways or ways uh, into how we can one uh, prove that consciousness uh, uh, is a very physical thing or it is very connected if not it is that it is extremely connected to our to our body um, but also method on how on how methods on how to measure that okay and Sir Roger Roger Penrose uh, believes that in order to understand consciousness we need to go deeper uh, beyond the fields of neurology and biology and physics and into the unknown realm of quantum mechanics okay he said that through uh, he theorizes that getting into this realm of quantum mechanics will give us a better understanding of how consciousness works, okay? And that for such thing to happen, then we first need to achieve better understanding of the, phys of the physical world. Uh, so you have to go, yes, through neurology and biology and physics, but then you have to go deeper in order to really be aware or create awareness or, or understanding of, of this. Uh, and he proposes that there are these things that are called microtubules, microtubules, which are microscopic tubular structures that are um, present in the cytoplasm of the cells and that uh, are in part responsible for uh, the shape of the cell, but that these microtubules in the brain neurons that are in the, in, in the neurons that help strengthen this, the, the synaptic connection also somehow orchestrate the moments of conscious awareness. And uh, this is called uh, Penrose Hameroff theory of orchestrated objective reduction. Okay, uh, I think it was a, a combination work of uh, someone named Hameroff and Penrose. Um, but anyways, Penrose, pro Penrose proposes that a quat quantum optical technique that is called photon e echo or photon echo can be used to, to see the conscious states in the brain through the retina, which contains a bunch of these microtubules. And uh, uh, according to his research, when these things, uh, uh, these this microtubules, uh, whenever it is that someone has been studying consciousness and, and through the different methods that, you know, whatever different methods that is uh, that are there to study consciousness, uh, somehow these microtubules, have, you know, come up, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the reports or in studies or whatnot. So he's, he proposes that these things are key to, to, or, or to understanding consciousness a little better. Okay. But this is go, this goes at the quantum level, right? Because it goes beyond the size of the cell. In fact, in fact the micro, there, there could be millions of, of, of microtubules in a cell or around a cell. And there's two types of microtubules. There's one that are within the cell that are sort of like floating around uh, and, and, and doing whatever it is that they, that they do. Um, but then there are microtubules that are basically in the... Uh, in the external body of the cell, sort of like determining the shape of the cell and and uh, somewhat uh, or somehow it's functioning or it's function. I'm sorry. Uh, 
and as I said, you know, he he, he proposes that this technique called uh, Fulton Echo can be used to to see conscious states in the brain. Um, it's it's funny because the reason I call my my fitness business uh, Quantum Fit, uh, and I guess that when we say when we hear the word uh, ultimately lately we hear the word quantum and there's many people that attribute again a bunch of woo stuff to the quantum uh, uh, concept we attribute you know I, I guess they wanted to just uh, many people want to bring it but beyond the the, the, the scientific and, and more into the spiritual um, but there is no actual proof or of that right so i will i i, I always stay within the, the the scientific aspect uh but anyways i call my business quantum fit and the reason is that i understand based on education and experience just like penrose you know that in order for me to understand uh something better uh in my case to help someone uh to to physically edify or to develop uh better physical literacy or, you know, in fact, anybody who wants to improve anything, uh, be it for athlete, athleticism, general health, be it for, you know, changing negative habits and learning uh, or seeking change, whatever that might be, we must go deeper. We must go beyond what we think is holding us back. And not most of the time, 99.999999% of the time, it is always something that goes beyond what it is, what we think is holding us or what we think it is. Okay. As an example, uh, um, again, almost, well, I mentioned this almost 20 years working as a physical educator and working as a personal trainer and helping people from, you know, from kids to people in the nineties, uh, at almost every possible level of condition. I, I'm not going to say every, um, because I haven't literally, but I've, I've worked with, with many, many conditions. Okay. And let's say, and I, I'm not a fat uh, or weight loss type of trainer, or, and I, I don't think that fat is an, an, an actual issue or whatnot, but hey, people telling me, well, I am fat because I'm not eating well. I am fat because I'm lazy, because I'm not exercising, uh, or because I don't have time. And most of the time, uh, I'm, I'm telling that the fact that they're not exercising or moving or, or, or whatever reason it is to be weak or, or because they have pain, that there is a combination of things that go deeper than that thought of, hey, it's just because I'm not eating well. There is something causing that you don't eat well. There is something causing you to be sedentary. There is something a behavior, a pattern, a, a, a something that is causing you to be at a certain posture uh, that is causing you that either restriction or pain or, or, or lack of mobility or weakness or whatnot, okay? And most of the time, these things are subconscious. So we don't, we're not necessarily aware uh, uh, or I would say quickly aware of these things. And only when we sit with ourselves and we study ourselves uh, uh, deeply, then we we come to sort of realize or see these things happening. Now, this is something that I do a lot. And I'll explain in a little bit. Uh, so in this case, for example, again, you know, people who say, "Well, I'm fat because I'm not eating well," 
Perhaps it is not because you're not eating well. You may have a stress or an anxiety or, or, or something in your brain that is, or in your mind that is causing this subconscious behavior patterns. And such stresses are also caused by something else. And the deeper we go and the deeper and the more we learn and understand these things uh, and, and their hows and their whys, which take time and effort, of course, then the better consciousness we develop about our condition and the better plans and strategies we can come up with. Um, and of course, this is a, a more from a psychological aspect, more than the physical aspect. The psychology is physical uh, uh, in the sense that we experience it physically, right? Uh, I feel bad and my shoulders roll forward. I concave my chest. Uh, I feel bad in an in a emotional way, uh, as an example, right? And, and my chest is concave and I feel cold and I feel weak. And this is a, a, an extremely physical experience. So we cannot separate psychology from the physical aspect. Uh, and in fact, the more uh, there's a, a, a plenty of psychologists uh, uh, that dedicate to understand the human body and biology and how biology works and even evolution and how we have become to be in order to understand psychology better. Um But again, again, this is more from a psychological aspect. Just like uh, in the case of uh, Penrose theory, it is the same principle, right? We need to go uh, or to look deeper and beyond superficialities. Uh, and that is the reason for, uh, of this podcast and my book uh, that is in progress, uh, which is to explore these things and how they affect us and our health and, and education and fitness and society and wellness in general and our existence in general. Um, and uh, this poses an issue, of course, right? And, and perhaps it is a cognitive or a, or a consciousness issue. And it is that, at least in my case, and, and I bet in the case of many uh, professionals, or many people anyways, when I talk to most people, including professionals, about the importance of digging deeper uh, in order to be able to find the root of a problem or at least get closer to it, there is resistance. There is some sort of like cognitive dissonance out there. Uh, some people tell me that I should not break my head with that, that it's not rocket science, that, you know, it is all about, if, you, if I want to help people with health and fitness, and it is all about the calories and the nutrients and lifestyle and the components of fitness training, like, you know, frequency and intensity and time and periodization and volume and load, etc. Some people tell me that for them to dig deeper, it is too hard, too hard for them to do so, and they cannot do it. That, that doing that is not for them. So they will dedicate, and I've been told that so they will they will sort of dedicate to find a more superficial thing or a quicker, easier thing. Uh, some people have told me that they don't care about that, that they're only looking for a socially acceptable appearance or look. Uh, it is very sad. Whenever I hear that, I'm <laughs> so heartbroken at some point, um, whether because... I have failed on how to convince them. I don't know yet. I have to sort of meditate about that or because our educational system has failed to 
help people understand that superficial things one do not last and are not necessarily the healthiest thing uh and that us as an organism cannot rely on superficialities uh for survival uh and some people you know say that you know their doctor or social media or or the preferred magazine says that weight loss will cure it all and therefore there is no need for more um but again, in my experience, uh, 20 years in doing this or almost 20 years in doing this uh, and observing, I do a lot of observation. And like I mentioned uh, in my ep- previous episode, observation is part of the game, part of a learning uh, game. And in fact, part of the creating awareness and cognition and, and consciousness. Uh we see all of this research and data and information demonstrating that all of these methods, whether you know, be it a diet or be it uh, supplements or whatnot, uh, or uh, crazy exercise programs, when they focus on the superficial, they end up being uh, uh, harmful. Okay. Now, I believe that we are, unfortunately, that we are, we live in this, you know, in such a superficial society in which, you know, too much media, this is me and my opinion, right? And uh, too much media combined with, with too much indoctrination and very bad education uh, that our consciousness has somehow been diminished to a lesser level. Okay. Um, I think that we're living in such a materialistic culture that we have begun to think of ourselves as an object that we can either change or modify or get rid of and get a new one whenever we want, right? I'm a material by materialistic I mean uh, uh, the I mean the full extension of a concept, right? Uh, in which we think that, you know, if my heart is damaged, for example, then I can just get a new one. I just find a heart donor. And if I have money, then even easier. Or if I get sick, and I, I can always uh, possess medicine to fix it. Or if I break a leg, I can get a new one. Literally, you can get a new leg if you just lose one, which is not a bad thing. Okay. And in, in essence, you know, these things are not bad. Medicine is amazing. And, you know, Contrary to bad, uh, you know, these technological advances, uh, advances in medicine or technology or whatnot have helped us live more and better sometimes, uh, and perhaps have allowed to allowed us to achieve that self uh, uh, I would say self actualization that that uh, Rogers, Carl Rogers, used to mention so much. So, I mean, it is good. However, when these things become commodities, uh, and this is me from the perspective of business and marketing, and I I did study business and marketing. I have a a double MBA. And again, that that doesn't mean that I am the the outmost expert on it. I'm just trying to explain where is it coming from. Uh, When these things become commodity, and tools for, for, I would say, market competitiveness to the extent that the person or the patient or the consumer per se does not matter. But what matter is 
from the business side, you know, uh, which company launches the latest, most advanced, cool medicine processes, diet, uh, uh, technology device, etc., just to compete in the market versus to help the person. Uh, I think it's an issue. I, I, there's plenty of research showing that most of these things, like uh, I'm not saying all. Let's I just make clarify this, but. Uh, I was listening to to a nutritionist, for example. Uh, I don't remember her name. I'll try to find it out. Anyways, she was talking about supplements and medicines and and crazy diets and exercise programs, and uh, talking about that. There is plenty of research out there demonstrating that most of these things do not even have or help accomplish what they're offering that rather they're using serious marketing and neuromarketing marketing campaigns to just persuade people to buy them. But, you know, plenty of supplements that tell you, well, you have a hundred milligrams of this because that's what people are buying like hundred or 500 or whatnot in whatever supplement it is. Uh, and well, they just put that in there. Uh, and there is a, an article that I'm, I'm not done reading. I think it's uh, from Spain. I think it is uh, and research that have been done there about and it's in spanish about how for example everything that that says that it is organic or healthier or gluten-free or what knows that is not necessarily healthier or safer than the regular things uh, which leads me to uh, to say like what i've been saying a few times perhaps it is not that what it's not what we're consuming the the product or the article per se is not necessarily a bad thing it is our obsession with abusing this stuff, whether it is healthy or unhealthy, considered healthy or unhealthy. So what needs to be changed for us to be healthier is, well, our consciousness about these things and our approach to it. Uh, and on top of that, there is plenty of research supporting the fact that uh, like phony products and services that offer like miracles uh, uh, end up creating more health issues, uh, I would say purposely, what with the idea of, of perpetuating uh, a culture of consumption, all right? Uh, but then also from the side of the consumer, uh, this is something that I've seen. This is something that I remember while I was studying marketing. Uh, we came up with a few uh, research papers and then we're discussing class. Somehow this combination of companies creating bullshit or I, I promised myself that I wasn't going to say any bad word. But anyways, creating these products that are not necessarily helpful and they come and combine with people that somehow are so focused on superficiality, you know, like whoever gets the latest trending focus on, for example, whoever gets the latest trending product or service and get more likes in social media or, or more validation from friends and family and coworkers. Either is happier, healthier, you know, better, a winner, or fitter, or more successful. When in reality, it's the other way around. Uh, and from this side, uh, again, there's plenty of research, uh, uh, and you can do the research. Whenever I say there's there's plenty of research, I want to make a parenthesis here. Uh, I've read plenty of research, uh, but I would say don't even just take my word on it. Do the research yourself, right? Go and and find papers. Uh, books that, but I would say peer-reviewed papers and 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 textbooks and 
things that are based on facts and not just on a belief system that wants you to sort of like see something that they want you to see. So anyways, going back from the side of the consumers who are, you know, ultimately or lately focusing much more on this superficial stuff and likes and being liked and, and being uh, validated uh, and that that will mean happiness and health and, 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 and being better when in reality is the other way around. Um, these things have led to many disorders. You can find literally the psychological research on these things. People, uh, uh, get being, uh, being addicted to these things, food, supplements, exercise, uh, sex, aesthetics. Uh, and this addiction, unfortunately, I think the word of addict, the word addiction has been so misused and unfortunately is being something that, that is accepted somehow. I mean, you, you find even me as a foodie, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I watch or look for a lot of uh, uh, like Instagram pictures or whatnot, and you see comments like, I, I am addicted to this, as if there's no consequence to the concept of addiction. And addiction is a very bad thing. I don't know if any of you that are, that are listening uh, uh, know people who have been addicted. I have. I have people in my family. I have been on the verge of that uh, when it comes to supplementation and alcoholism and all that. And it's, just, it's a very serious thing. Uh, and somehow we see people using so freely comments such as, you know, this, oh, this supplement is so good, I am addicted to it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to yoga or CrossFit. Or I am addicted to food. I cannot live without this or that. And on and on and on. And I was, you know, in my opinion, addiction is not something that, you sh that should be taken lightly. Um, but anyways, going back to theories and, and their theorists, okay, going back to Carl Rogers, Rogers uh, used to talk about congruence and incongruence a lot, right? And he used to say that if a person, a person's ideal self is not consistent with their reality and experiences and their experiences, then there is incongruence, right? And incongruence is when the pursuit of something is, contradic is contradictory to reality, all right, and the individual. And to give you an example, and going back to, to the weight loss, and I do somewhat attack weight loss a lot because it's just being so abused and we are living in such a weight-centered society that, again, if... When it is when there is a medical issue, there is no problem with that. But when it is just used for for aesthetics and whatnot, and to and when it, whatever it is used to to judge others as lesser or less than some, then that's a problem. So, anyways, it is incongruent. Like, let's just say that you want to lose weight, uh, but you you work. 12 hours in a restaurant, right? For example, in my case, I used to be a chef and I, you know, chefs are crazy. You work 10, 12, 16 hours a day. Well, that's my reality. So if I somehow try to pursue weight loss by going uh, to the gym for an hour and a half after a 16 hour work shift, there is incongruence there. 
Because even the, the same organism, the whole body, my whole organism will say, you, come on, man, you got to rest. You have to uh, replenish batteries for the next shift, all right? It is not congruent with my reality. And there at some point will be uh, 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 I will say a clash of reality and the organism and there is going to be disorder. Okay. So again, incongruence is when we pursue things that are contradict that contradict our reality. So if my reality is that I am a, uh, eight hour work shift person, nine to five, and I come home and pick up my kids and I have to cook and I have to do homework and all that. And perhaps if I pursue if my pursuit is exercising, for example, if I do, let's say, 15 minutes of exercise versus an hour and a half, it is much more congruent or it's much more realistic for me to do 15 minutes or five or 10 versus doing an hour and a half. So there is going to be congruence, right? So congruence is where a person's ideal self and experiences are consistent, okay, that they're not... The ideal self and, and experiences are not pulling to to different sides, opposite sides. Okay, so basically, when we look for a practice, uh, congruence is when we look uh, for a practice, is uh, and whatever it is, what we look for. I'm sorry, and whatever it is that we're doing, are uh, within the same context. I would say, in a practical, realistic way. And the reason I mention these uh, is because I understand that in order for us to develop or improve consciousness, whatever it is that we are doing, practicing, right, needs to be congruent with our lives and individual realities. Um, here I make the argument of people who, uh, as I've been saying, you know, you work all day, um, but want to exercise one hour at the gym, and the gym is far away. You know, will take you thirty minutes uh, away from your from your normal path, or people who don't have money to buy supplements. Excuse me, and or 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 or, or what is considered to be healthy foods. However, they spend the whole checks, paychecks, and such things. That just like Carl Rogers uh, believed that self-realization is something that the organism seeks, then. When there is incongruence, the organism will sabotage uh, the actions taken uh, because they simply don't make sense, all right? You will start feeling like super hungry when you're making this crazy diet or you will start feeling sick or you will start feeling bad. Something in your body will come out uh, a dysfunctional. There is going to be a restriction uh, or whatnot. Something is going to happen. And that is why I'm always trying to help people understand that the first thing we need to do before engaging in every in any practice, and in my case, you know, health and fitness, uh, is to determine and accept the realities and and uh, the realities, and to develop a practical slash realistic approach, a congruent one, in order to achieve goals. Uh, and that just like uh, 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 Just like Penrose, it's it's done by 
by digging deeper, by by microscopically and surgically somehow looking at behaviors, looking at patterns, looking at what it is that makes you anxious, what it is that's calling you, um, uh, calling you to do whatever action it is that it is hurting you and harming you, and then work from there. Okay. Um, I will I will end up, uh, end up the episode here. Um, however, understanding uh, this is my conclusion. Okay, uh, consciousness, just like just like most topics I present in this podcast, uh, is a universe in itself. Okay, and there is of course much more to it than uh, uh, and from many different perspectives and theories and practices. Okay. And, and by no means, again, as I've been saying in many other theories that I've shared, I am, I am not a specialist in this. I am not a psychologist nor a neurologist. I am just merely finding this information and sort of like sharing, not sort of sharing with you and explain it in, in ways that it applies to education, to learning, to physical education, to fitness, and to find or improve upon our conditions and, and, and well-being. Okay. However, having said that, what I've read and studied and presented here, not just for this episode, but what I've read and, and used as a reference for my book, uh, and also from what I have studied in the university, in psychology, in biology, in physiology, in biomechanics, and anatomy, and human movement and all of these things, it leads me to see consciousness uh, and, and approach the concept of consciousness as a very physical thing and something that can be studied also in psychology and that it is not a mystical woo thing that connects us to the universe or other sentient beings that we do connect, okay, but it and it is through consciousness, but it, there is no, I'd say, you know, some sort of mystical, unknown energy source that is doing that. Okay, so that will be it for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, share and participate. Uh, let me know what you think. If this is again, if this is a value of you, and if my podcast in general is is a value and. Uh, to your to your education and to your edification and well-being and whatnot, you can always, you know, again, donate whatever spare change you have. Uh, again, going through my uh, anchor profile and you hit donate and you have the option of donating either 99 cents a month and you can always opt out from that whenever you want. Uh, so there's no sort of like contract here, either 99 cents or uh, $4.99, or I, I forgot which was the other uh, amount, but hey, it's up to you. And again, you can do it one month and then take your information off or whatnot. I don't use anyone's information for this. I don't, this is just a system that requires for donation purposes, but I don't get that for my uh, benefit. Uh, and again, this will help me, again, access more research and whatnot. Um, leave me a message about you. Hit that button. Go to anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, and find my profile, find my podcast, edification and well-being. Download the app uh, and hit that message button. Tell me about you. 
tell me about where you are uh, while listening to my podcast, where you're from, what do you do, what do you like about my podcast, what why, what don't you like about my podcast. It would be interesting to know anyways. And like I've been saying, if you are a professional in health, fitness, psychology, neurology, physics, science in general, education in general, uh, and you you think that we can have a nice conversation in my podcast and we can apply that to health and physical education and fitness and whatnot, tell me about it in the message and let's let's talk about it and let's make let's make uh, this happen. I am, I'll be acquiring soon a good camera so that I can reopen my video podcast in YouTube. I have a few I have my first four episodes of this podcast are in there. I keep saying that I need to bring them here to audio version uh, but yeah once I get that camera then I'll be I'll be doing videos just that the the camera on my computer is not it's it's a good one however the quality everything six uh, six now everything looks uh, sort of like dark and and pixelated and whatnot so once I get that camera uh, my YouTube channel will also be uh, up and running uh, also I'll be uh, updating and upgrading my website, quantumfithealth.com. And there is a, uh, the mention I'm saying, the, the, the reason I'm mentioning this uh, is not to, to promote my services per se, although if you need online training, just let me know and I'll uh, gladly help you. But I will be adding a section that is called education. And that section will start having, well, my, my podcast episodes will be, my podcast will be there as a different section, but within the education uh, will be a blog that I'm writing. You know, I, I don't write every time, but whenever I write something then you can go just get there and it'll subscribe and, and you will be notified. But within the blog or education section, I will be sharing uh, the references, the references, I'm sorry, uh, video, podcast, and, and papers that I'm using for this podcast so that you can access them too. Uh, so you can do the research on your own and come up with your own conclusions. Okay. Uh, so and that's it. Oh, and leave me a review on Apple podcast. Do that. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. One more time. Uh, have a great uh, weekend. Today's Friday. Uh, if uh, you know, if you're a Christmas person, Merry Christmas. If not, then happy holidays. Uh, happy Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate in this festivities. Happy that. Uh, I hope that everything for you and your people comes amazingly. Uh, and again, as I said, I'll be, I'll be moving more on this uh, line of sharing research and theories and things like that. Uh, more of that later on. But anyways, and uh, yeah, that's it. Merry Christmas. I hope you get beautiful gifts. Uh, but there's nothing better than the gift of love and family and friends and education. So let's keep edifying. Let's keep building up. Let's keep learning. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.